Sports Entertained is recorded live at twitch.tv slash baldyandthebeast. Come check us out every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and watch the matches right along with us. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Bront. I'm Willem. And we are Baldy and the Beast. Yes. Welcome back to another, ah, uh, which way am I scooting? Am I yeah, going towards sco- this side of the... Other way, uh, other way. Wrong way, wrong way, there we go. There you go. What a schmuck. Now you're all centered up. Anyway, welcome back <laughs> to another wonderful Sports Entertained. What are we doing today, Will? Today is the first day of Mootober, the month in which we are going to be watching on Thursdays. All of our Thursday matches are going to be great Muta matches. Um, starting with Woo. today's match, which is Hulk Hogan versus the Great Muta, which is the match that kind of leads you to believe that Hulk Hogan actually knows how to work, um, which is just kind of interesting. Like he, I've never seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I like I don't remember much of it. Um, however, I will say that this match or this episode might be slightly shorter than most of the other episodes because so um there's not a lot of backstory going into this at the time of like a a lot of these matches especially in japan there was not really a story um a lot of the times these matches just kind of happened because they had two people available and they thought that it would be a draw and that's what they did they just put the matches together so we're gonna make up some backstory and I don't know what Bronze got together already, but we'll just kind of <laughs> we'll just kind of go with it. Um, also, the match itself is it's about fifteen minutes long, so the match portion is also not going to be super long. So this is going to be a I don't know about the rest of the matches. I haven't looked at the match times for the rest of them, but this is going to be a fairly truncated episode just for today. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're gonna get into that backstory, which I swear is a hundred percent. The bona fide truth. The and bona fide truth. I just made up. <laughs> Alright. I'm not making this up literally on the spot, I swear. Okay. But anyways, this all started on January first of nineteen what year was this pay per view? Nineteen ninety three, January first. When the aliens landed in Fukuoka, Japan. <laughs> so down come our new alien overlords, and they are just fucking kicking ass and taking names and hitting people with steel chairs and Great Muda fights the great alien overlords. He, he tries to be the defender of the earth, but he bleeds too much. Yeah. And he doesn't really, yeah, so he loses. And now he is in the service of the alien overlords from Xenon 13, sure. Would you so, say Would you say that the reason that they took control of him is because he bled too much and they were able to control his blood by replacing it? That and they were scared of his blood because blood is like acid to them. Yeah. This is the most legit thing I've ever <laughs> said. Um, so anyways, they, we, the, the Earth needed a defender. And who loves defending the Earth? America! Which wrestling guy is more America than Hulk Hogan? None of them. So here comes Hulk Hogan to defend the Earth against the evil alien overlords represented by the Great Muda. Who is the reigning IWGP heavyweight champion while Hulk is the reigning WWF champion? Yep. We're going to go down. Oh, go ahead. This is very much like a big dream match from the time. Like if you, if you were a super Mark at the time and you were into the tape trade and shit like that, and you know, it was going down. This is a big match because it's the big, the top dog, like the big promotion in Japan, the top dog of WWF 
going right at each other. Yep. And I got so excited about my uh, totally true story that uh-huh. I forgot all the, the starter stuff I do. This is May 3rd of 1993 in the Fukuoka Dome in Fukuoka, Japan, in front of 55,000 fans. That's a wait, fucking lot. Wait, what? That many? That according, many? according to the wiki, yes. 55,000 even. So I'm assuming that's a guesstimate. Yeah. Um, but well, they, they, they put this match together. They put these two guys together. And the hopes that it would be a draw, and it fucking was a draw. Wait till you hear the rest of the card, dude. Okay. This is a super card. Okay. What you so, got? So, you ready to do the card? Go I don't for the card. Anything else. Go for the card. All right. The first match. Some of these guys we won't know. Like I don't know the first couple matches, but it'll get better. Yeah. Uh, starts off with Akira Nogami, El Samurai, and Takayuga Rizuka defeated uh, Hiroshi Yamato. Ah, Yamamoto, Osama, Nishimura, and Satoshi Kojima. I know uh, Kojima. Ne- yep. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot more names you know. Bread Club. Uh, we have Michiyoshi Ohara defeated Akatoshi Saito. I've uh, heard that and name. Brutus, Brutus the Barber Beefcake with oh. Jimmy Hart defeated Masa Saito, who I think is who. I think that's Fat Ass Masa, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's not Fat Ass Masa. <laughs> I was, I know. <laughs> um, and then we have a uh, high side. This is a 10 man tag. So please, I'm going to stumble my way this through is this. Be a hell of a one. Go for it. <sighs> Do your we best. Haisai Ishungun, which is the great Kabuki. Oh, okay. Kabuki. Kabuki. Kengo Kimura. Kanukai Kobayashi. Masashi Ayagi. And Shiro Koshinaka defeated Ashurahara. Hirosaito. Super strong machine. Uh, Takashi Ishikawa and Tatsuoji Goto. Okay. Now we're going to get into the people I know more of, and so will you, because we're on to Tiger Mask defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. I can say all of those words. That was probably a great (laughs) match. That was probably a fantastic match. We should Um, watch that, like, after this, if we could find it. (laughs) Uh, next up, we have, uh, a battle of the Gaijin. Scott Norton versus Sting. Okay, okay. Um, that's I told you it was a super card. That that's really weird that they've got they've actually got like um like New Japan and WWF and WCW guys like all on the same card. That's really interesting. That's what happens when you actually treat your wrestlers like independent contractors. I know, right? No comments other than that. It's uh, Scott Norton is really interesting to me because he had like this huge career in Japan and then he was just kind of mid in WCW. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, next up we have Yoshiaki Fujiwara, who you should at least be familiar with one of his moves <laughs> defeated Hiroshi Hase. Uh, for those of you that don't know the Fujiwara arm bar. Yeah. Um, the next match, some more people, you'll know the Hellraisers. You may not know them by that name, you may know them by the name of the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom. Oh. Defeated Masahiro Chono and <laughs> Shinya Hashimoto. Okay. That was probably um, a hell of a match. Oh, fuck yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, next up, you have Hulk with Jimmy Hart versus the Great Muda, which is what we're reviewing. Yep. And the main event on the night, which is amazing that it wasn't Hulk Muda. I know. But wait until you hear. You'll, you'll know why when you hear the first name. Antonio Inoki versus Tatsumi Fujinami defeated Jin, Jinchiro Tenru and Riki Chosu. Genichiro. So, 
yeah, whatever you said. I butchered the rest <laughs> of the fucking names. Why would I stop there? Right. Yeah, but, that, make, uh, that makes sense why that's the main. It's Anoki. That makes sense. Yeah, but what a card. I know. What a fucking card. When, like, <laughs> when Fujiwara and Hawk and Animal are, like, building you up to the main event, right. you've got a good... But when Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger are the fifth match on the card, even in 1993, yep. you've got a damn good card. Yep. Um... And the, the pay-per-view is called Wrestling Dantaku, by the way. I forgot to... Oh, I, I knew I'd heard that before. Um, so, going kind of a, an offshoot on the um, Fujiwara match, Hiroshi Hase, who's also in that match, will also be featured ver- uh, during Mootober because that's going to be our final match for the month. We haven't kind of declared what the next two are going to be, but that's going to be the final match for the month because that match versus the great muda is famous for creating the muda scale of blood evenness in wrestling matches speaking of hiroshi hase i happen to scroll over his name on wiki Uh, and we're gonna i'm gonna read this out because this is impressive okay not only was he a big wrestler he's a japanese politician who served as the minister of education culture sports science and technology under uh prime minister shinzo abe oh he was also a member of their house of representatives so he is a well-decorated man, not only in the wrestling world, but in the political world of Japan as well. Yes. So I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me yesterday <laughs> that one of the guys involved in creating the Muda scale was now a politician, I would have said you were a liar. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just get into the match. There's not re- there's not a, uh, a pay-per-view watching thing where we can actually go and watch this. So if you can find somewhere to watch it, go ahead and find somewhere to watch it. We're not going to link to it anywhere because we're not going to get um, screwed by the government. So if you can find it, watch it. If you can't, well, just kind of listen along. Uh, if you can't find it, you didn't look very hard, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, are <laughs> you ready I am to ready. get into the match? Yep. You want to do the honors today? I'll go ahead and do the honors. We're going to start in five, four, three, two, one. Turn my sound off because yeah, I can't to, understand Japanese, anyways. I need to turn my stuff down just a smidge bit. Hulk looks weird. Hulk looks like svelte over here. Lost himself a little bit of weight in the steroids. Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, there we go. Oh, with, the, with the poison mist. He wasted that. Now Hawk knows he's got that yep. in his arsenal. Oh, he flipped him off. Yeah, <laughs> screw you, Hawk Hogan. I'm so excited because I don't uh, think I've ever seen Hawk put his working boots on. I know, right? Oh, look at that kick. Yep. It's really interesting because I watched like the first minute of this match. You'll be surprised what the first move thrown is. If is you it can... something athletic from Hulk? Yeah, if you can guess what it is, I'll give you five dollars. That's Hulk Hogan. So out of uh, the fu- oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what? No, yeah. what I was gonna, I was gonna guess a big boot, man. No, man, man Hulk flew, flew a fucking flying armbar. First move of the match. What? Why didn't he do this in the U.S.? Why didn't he save this for those darned lucky Japanese crowds? <laughs> I know, right? It's amazing. Wow. To be fair, I haven't watched much more past this, so I don't know how how much more work he gets out of them boots. But, you know. 
No, he's I, for Hulk Hogan. Them working boots have already put in overtime, man. <laughs> when Hulk fl- throws a flying armbar to start the match, you can tell like he knew in Japan wrestling his typical style, especially against a guy like Muda. Yeah, probably wasn't gonna fly. No, it was not gonna um, get over. He he knew it wasn't gonna get over. So uh, I'm oh, very yeah. excited. Hulk with some chain wrestling over here. An STF, it kind of looks like. Yeah. Looks better than Cena's. Oh, he's putting his balls in Muda's face. That should be a wrestling move. I'd tap out. Yeah. Hulk put his balls in your face. (laughs) Especially if it's old Hulk. Yeah. He would threaten, and I'd be like, I quit. I quit. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm not. I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. I found out you're racist, so no. No, thank you. Uh, I, I will say, though, like, Hulk Hogan does not look like Hulk Hogan here. No, he looks really skinny. Yeah. 93. Was he... He was out of the dub by then, right? He was doing movies at this time, right? Yeah. Yep. That's probably... I bet he got a humongous payday for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I imagine... I bet Japan. Well, no, he was he was WWF champion. Or yeah, well, but was this during that weird time where he was back in the dub for like four seconds? Maybe, but I I vaguely remember a period where there was like a small working relationship between the dub and New Japan. So that it might have been like one of those crossover things that they had going on, but also at the time this would have been ninety three, so this would have been May. Uh, so just post WrestleMania nine, after he took the title back from Yoko, you know, saving saving Brett from the fucking shame of losing that match. Yeah. Um, and he was fairly skinny at that time too because he lost a bunch of muscle mass. So it makes sense. Speaking of relationships with New Japan, mm-hmm. with Harold May gone, we may just see a relationship between AEW and New Japan now. It's possible. Hella exciting because I know the dub has a fantastic roster. But if you put those two rosters together, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's the best roster in the world. Yep. Especially if they could add in like a AAA or a ROH, then it for sure. I don't even have a doubt that it's the best roster in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe they've already got some sort of working relationship with uh, AAA. Okay. Well, I mean, because on, like, one of the first Dynamites, they had um, the AAA tag team titles on the line. Oh, yeah, you're right. But that was when the oh, boy. Bucks were tag champs. Yeah, the Bucks, I think. Yep. Hulk over here getting getting upset, getting worked over by Muda. This is a really good match. Oh, Hulk can jump. Yep. Look at him. Good okay. job, Hulk. You are athletic. I can't say so far that it's been a really good match, but I will say that it's been a better match out of Hulk Hogan than you would ever expect out of Hulk Hogan. Oh, I when I said really good match, I, I let me rephrase. A really good Hogan match. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's actually doing moves. Right. At the moment, he's just kind of moving and plotting around a little bit. He's not really doing a whole lot. Oh. Buddha with a big rake to the eyes. What color are that referee's shoes? Is that red? That's not red shoes. 
No, does, I didn't think so. He but does have like red shoes. shoes red. He does have red shoes on. Who is that though? It's a little blurry, so I can't tell. But I think it, I feel like I recognize the face. It might be young red shoes. Is it? It might be uh, Tiger Tiger Hattori though. I was about to ask if it was Tiger because it kind of it's blurry, but it yeah. kind of looks like Tiger. Right. How big of marks are we that we're discussing over which possible New <laughs> Japan referee from the early 1990s this is? Right. Fucking marks. And Hogan over here doing a drop toe hold. Kind of going back to that STF he was doing. I'm ready for the Hogan moonsault. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're funny. Oh, you're so funny. If Hogan quit, hits a moonsault, I'm just going to quit the channel yeah. because I, there's nothing left for me to see in wrestling at that point. Right. I, I don't know oh. if it's just... I don't know if it's just the the low quality of this video. And I'm not saying that the video itself was low quality. It was 93, so there wasn't high quality video at the time. Yeah. Um, but Hogan just looks like his face looks sad. <laughs> like, and I, like and I don't mean like sad as in like, uh, <laughs> like he looks like a sad excuse of Hulk Hogan. His face <laughs> looks like someone just told him his puppy passed away. Oh, maybe his dog did just die. That'd I don't know. Sad. Maybe he knows Great Mood is going to kick his ass. He doesn't want to lose. <laughs> oh. oh, Hogan taking some chops. Hogan over here just like, God damn, like, calm oh, down. Yeah. Stop I'm used being... to actually getting hit. Yeah, stop being so damn snug. <laughs> Do you not know who I am? I'm the biggest draw in America. Stop yeah. hitting me. Oh, Here's they're going at it now. They're going at it now. Big fight on the outside. Uh, I gotta be real. I don't think I've ever seen Hogan throw a suplex. Body slam, yeah. Yeah, but like, suplex. I, I'm biased though, because I have never been like, oh, let me watch this Hogan match. So right. he might have thrown lots of suplexes, and I just haven't seen a lot of Hogan's catalog. Because right. I find that old style a little boring. Yeah. It's just my opinion. Yep. We gotta start thinking up, like, different weird ways the aliens are involved in this match. Uh, Ooh, maybe, a big back suplex. Maybe at the beginning, Kabuki wasn't spraying uh, mist. It was alien blood. You mean Great Muda? You said what did Kabuki. I say? You said Kabuki. Oh fuck! Yeah, I meant. You Great forgot Muda. our. A... You forgot our gimmick month. I'm a schmuck. I can't help it. God damn. Hogan over here, Sorry, hot dog. I guess I'm just so fucking shocked from seeing Hogan put his working boots on. I don't even know who he's working. Yeah. Hogan over here, fucking hot dog and grandstanding his way. Getting some big woo. Our... Is anybody shocked? The no. Japanese audience isn't even shocked. No. To be fair, they are being a very Japanese audience, though. They're being very quiet. <laughs> quiet, respectful. Yeah. Especially old. 
old school Jap like the Japanese audiences now are a little louder. Yep. Um, because of the American influence, I think. Yeah. But back they are you can hear a pin drop in this yep. arena. Ooh. And not in a bad way. Hogan because e- that was a good thing in Japan. Yeah. Hogan eating some post. Hogan oh. wouldn't like you saying that in that way. Hogan eating some more post. <laughs> Hulk Hogan for postmates. <laughs> Don't oh, no. Might. Oh no. Oh no. slipped something in his back. What you got? And the ref totally saw it when he rolled it. <laughs> what you got, boy? Oh. Oh, did you just like stab him? And the ref even saw it. Oh, he hit him with. He stabbed him with the ring bell. Or with the, like the hammer for the ring bell. He just uh, keeps. <laughs> keeps pounding him with it. This okay. might be Red Shoes, because he does not give a fuck that there's an obvious disqualification going on. Yeah. Or it might just be a thing where they know that, like, this is too big of a match to just end in a shitty disqualification. I love that. I So I think that should be something that American referees do more. Yeah. Especially in modern day. And AEW has been doing it in their world title matches, mm-hmm. where it's like, you can't let this end in a DQ unless it's like, you know, super over the top. Right. Oh, Hogan over here having to do some rest holds. He's like... Oh, Hogan grabbing the ref. Yeah. Uh... Oh, he's trying to Hulk up. Yeah. I don't think Hogan can fucking Hulk up with a, a quiet crowd. Yeah, because he does play to the crowd when he hooks yeah. up. I wonder if they'll get loud for this, though. Right. They're well, quiet goes. because they're respectful, and if he tries right. to get them loud, I bet he could. Yep. They're not quiet because they're not entertained. Right. Oh, here it comes. Ooh. Here it comes. This is the greatest move I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I am so excited because I don't know Watch. what this is going to be, but I'm pretty sure it's probably just a splash or something. Oh! <laughs> Why did he run that? Way? <laughs> they both got caught in the ropes. They both got caught sure. in the ropes. Wasn't that the stupidest thing you ever did see? For those of you listening on podcast, Muda just left Hogan by the ropes. Yeah. Ran to the entrance of the ramp. Ran all the way back. Just throw a fucking clothesline over the ropes. Yeah, it, and it wasn't like a short distance, like the ramp all the way down. This was like a Royal Rumble style, like inside Ooh. a baseball stadium run to the ring. Yeah. Hogan just threw the ref, oh, and no. the ref got in his face. Yep. Hogan over here ain't taking no shit no more. Hogan's already got a bald spot at this point. Yeah, he does. I think Hogan had a bald spot, like, since he was born. <laughs> and Hogan just hit an Enzigiri. <laughs> God damn. I don't even know Hogan could hit an Enzigiri. Yeah, I know. I feel like Hogan was just like, all right, I got to pop the marks a little bit here. Oh, I've popped. Yeah. Significantly popped right now, and it's 30 years on. I know. Why couldn't he have just been like, oh, yeah, I hit these great moves in Japan. 
How about like once a year I just break out Ninzigiri at a title match or something? That would be cool. The entire crowd in a WWF show would shit their pants. Well, could you imagine if he had, even if he had waited till NWO days just to change up his style a little bit? And I know oh, he was here older. comes the moonsault. Oh, uh, I know he was three years older at that point. But if he could hit Ninzigiri in '93, I'm gonna assume he can hit it in '96. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how much wrestling he actually did between now and then, or between here and then. It's not like he wrestles a physical style, though. That's true. Although the leg drop did destroy his back. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, is... I believe there's fifty thousand people in here. Look how big this arena is. I know, right? I wish it was an HD. Where the fuck is Muda doing? Oh, he's going to swing from the ladder. God, Japanese wrestling could be so cool. I know. Oh, he missed. Oh, he missed. Good thing the camera was far away so we didn't see it. Yeah, fans did, though. Yeah. Probably right more, the there were probably, the probably more fans watching this than there were people watching at home. 55,000 is a ton. But this, yeah. like I said, run down the card, I consider this a 93 super card. Yeah, it's a big show. You know, if you're just going over the big names, it's you got Anoki, Hogan, Muda, Sting. Yep. Like, lots of Fujiwara. Like, there's lots of dudes on this show. Yep. Road Warriors. Uh. Oh, Hogan ate the mist. Oh, Hogan ate the mist. And the ref didn't see it. Yep. Come on, Muda, get him with another moonsault. Oh, he's doing something else. Something else is going on. Another thing I think is cool, I like these press people. Uh Because it makes it feel more legit to me. Oh, and here comes the leg drop. That's it. That's the end. No! Holy shit, someone kicked out a leg drop. You can tell Hogan knew nobody in the States was going to see this. Yeah, I know. Because he would not have let him kick out a leg drop. Oh, Oh, he didn't go down to a big boot. Oh. This is where he gets the Really? He got on a clothesline and not the leg drop? Yeah. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Well, that's it for that match. Just have Hogan throw another leg drop. All right. After the clothesline. Yeah. He put his working boots on. He did. Yeah. You'd never expect something like that out of Hogan. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Because I've never seen him put his working boots on before. I used to like uh, Andre the Giant Hogan wrestling and not like. Well, and that was like even then. Andre the Giant Wrestling, that was still fucking like six years before this. Well, but I'm not going to put all that slowness of that match on Hogan, because at the time, you know, Andre Andre. was on in his life, and he couldn't move that much. So I don't put the slowness of that match on Hogan, per se. But Mm -hmm. I don't think Hogan was in the back saying, oh, I wish we were doing this faster. I know, right? So When When you got your stick, you lived to your stick. Yeah. Pays the bills for a reason. I know, right? Uh, so what was your rating on the match? I'm going to have you do two ratings. I'm going to have you do, for for specifically this match, 
how you actually thought the match, like as an overall match, how you thought it went, and how you thought of this as a Hulk Hogan match. Um, for an, a regular match, it was a little slow for me. Again, mm. that might be the time. Um, I'd say like three and a quarter comfortably okay. um, is about where I'm at. Do you want to do your official ranking first, and then we'll do our fun rankings? Uh, my official ranking on this, I'm going to give it like two and three quarters, simply because like that there were a lot of moves that were just Hulk was trying to do to pop anybody in the crowd because they knew like anybody who was there to see Hulk Hogan, they knew he wasn't going to be able to work. So they wanted he wanted to show off a little bit that he could work, but there was a whole lot of nothing going on in the match, and then there was rest holds, and it wasn't really very long. But there was some interesting work done within the match. And there was that great uh, clothesline spot. Oh, God. The, the, the world's longest clothesline? Yeah. Coming, um, in from, coming in from a galaxy far, far away for a clothesline. He came in from China for that clothesline. Let's yeah. be real. Right. I just ripped my thing out of my headphones. What oh, a schmuck. No. Willem, cover for me and talk. Uh, well, you're back, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, my <laughs> actual rating on this match, uh, or my Hogan rating, yeah. this is, for a Hogan match, come on, this is easily four and a half stars. Yeah. I, I'm not the best storytelling Hogan's ever done by any stretch. Yeah. But he did moves I didn't know Hulk Hogan even knew about. Yeah. Let alone could do. The, the fact that he opened the match with a flying arm bar, that's kind of interesting. Um, and the, like, you're right in that there's not, not really a cohesive story in this match. And this didn't really feel, I'm still going to give it like about four stars. Um, cause it was like for Hogan, it was fantastic, but there was not, um, what you would expect out of Hogan. There wasn't all the, the hot dog and a grandstand as you would see out of Hogan. Um, yeah. there was just a lot of like Hogan moving around Hogan doing a couple moves and he didn't even do, like, his signature poses. I don't think I ever saw him once go fucking hand to the ear try and listen to the crowd because there was nobody saying anything in the crowd. He would just do, whoo, like, put his finger, put one finger up in the air, put his arms up, and that's what he would do. Yeah. That was that was the uh, the most of his, of his Hogan-ness in this match. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a great Muda match either. Muda, like, <laughs> definitely had better matches. Yeah. But again, he's working Hogan. So right. at some point you have to realize what you're going to get. And this is better than what we should have gotten. Yeah. All, honestly, better right. than I expected. Yeah. Um, or something else I was going to bring up. Oh yeah. Uh, also the fact that Hogan was like very small at this point. Like yeah. this was definitely uh, 93 after Hogan came back from filming Thunder in Paradise or some fucking movie, whatever he was doing at the time. It was after he was doing that stuff, he definitely slimmed down, hadn't been hitting the gym quite near as much. Uh, put a very svelte uh, figure out into the universe for, for Hogan at this time. Um, mm-hmm. It is also worth mentioning that this was IWGP champion versus WWF champion, because this was barely a month after Hogan uh, came in and saved the day at WrestleMania 9 to spare Bret Hart his fucking heartache. But none of them were on the line. So this wasn't right. a title match. It was just a match between champions. Right. It was just kind of a dream match. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you've got a stadium... When when you've got a card like this, this, this was a definitely a super card. Especially mm-hmm. for the time. Um, 
And when you're pulling in 55,000 screaming Hulkamaniacs. Or quiet, quietly sitting and pondering and watching Hulkamaniacs. I was thinking Moodomaniacs. Moodomaniacs, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did their job. They put these two together to be a draw, and it was a draw. At 55,000 is yep. nothing to shake a stick at. Like, even, that's a ton of people. Even today, by today's standards, like, pre-COVID standards, like, it was... Not, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's better than most uh, Wrestle Kingdoms do now because most Wrestle Kingdoms only do like between 40, 45,000, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It might it might be the way they were able to set it up too. It might be because yeah. Tokyo Dome is smaller. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know the difference in the Japanese domes. I just know <laughs> that I was entertained by this match. Yes. It was very entertaining. Um, it was better than you would ever expect out of Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Right. Okay. So, do we want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the greater wrestling world so we can put a little bit of padding on this video before we call it a day? Um, The greater wrestling world. NXT. Injuries like a motherfucker. I know. So many. In- and I feel bad. Yeah. Because, like, Finn reportedly broke his jaw in a couple places. In a couple places. That's why he was bleeding so bad. Yep. Um, Kyle O'Reilly got hurt in that match, too. He got a couple of teeth knocked out. Oh, no. They just had somebody else get injured last night. Yeah, they had... There uh, is. So, last night, they had Rich Holland get injured, which yeah. is just the worst timing. Because they just set up a storyline where he was taking out the Undisputed Era. Because he just yep. took out Adam Cole. That is literally the worst timing. And the way that his ankle was twisted after he, like... I don't even know who it was he caught. I didn't watch it. Um, after he caught the guy on the dive, that looked like straight up, uh, like, maybe not Sid-esque, but that was bad. Yeah. it. it I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Which And sucks. then I read today, I forget, off the top of my head, God, I forget his name, but there's a wrestler in Dub who just revealed he's been working with a torn ACL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I heard that too, but I can't remember who it was. So, yeah, the rash of injuries for them right now. Yep. Part of me feels bad for them, and part of me is happy I watch AEW anyways. So, right. it's not going to affect the wrestling that I watch. But I don't want that to have any bad juju on AEW, so I just would like to say best of luck to all of them in their recovery. I hope uh, Finn can come back soon because he's the champ, and I think yep. he deserves to be the champ. I think it'd be interesting if he came back like with his jaw wired shut and he had to do like a weird mask gimmick for a minute and he just didn't talk. He just cut a very imposing figure. They could steal the mask from Sabu when he debuted in ECW. Ooh, they could do that. God knows Sabu loved that mask. Yeah. Um, And then on the AEW side of things, uh, Cody just won back the TNT title, which was... Eh. Like it was a solid, I, it was a solid match. The match itself it was, was very not good. A solid match. It was a great match. Yeah, that was one of the best dog collar matches. That is the best dog collar match I've ever seen. I haven't seen the Greg Valentine one. I did write uh-huh. that down though. Um, but I love dog collar matches I've ever seen. It's not even close. That's the best one. Yeah, I have not seen another dog collar match. I've seen a bull rope match, but I ain't seen another dog collar match. But that was. I'm considering any match where you are connected with a with ropes to the neck okay and, and it doesn't have to be a dog collar but ropes right. near your neck it's 
Same thing. Yeah. It was a very good match. Um, very questionable on the finish, um, but it was still very good. The one um, booking thing that I heard about it, the, the way that it could go, is that it's going to be Cody versus Orange Cassidy next week. Um, one way that I heard it could be booked is that Orange wins, takes the title from Cody, and then Brody comes out like, hold the fuck on. I beat you a couple weeks back. Ooh. So they make it a three-way at the pay-per-view. That would be good. Yeah. Between those three, that'd be a hell of a match. And so I th- I feel like why I didn't like the finish is because everybody always portrays Cody as he only wants to put himself over. He only yeah. wants- I don't think that's true. I think that you need a character like Cody at every promotion. Mm-hmm. Somebody with a big entrance. Somebody who just feels special because yeah. they're presented as somebody that is special. Yeah. And I think it's just the the wrestling universe kind of gets down on him because, oh, he's an EVP and he's doing good. Right. You got to look. Brody has looked super strong, and one loss is not a burial, especially not in the way he lost. Oh, that yeah. is not – I heard the word burial getting thrown around. And if that's a burial, then every fucking match ever has been a burial. No, that was definitely not a burial in him losing that. Um, no, I, I didn't like it, but it no. wasn't a burial. He looked good in defeat. He still looks strong. I still buy him as a credible threat for the world title, let alone oh, yeah. the mid-card title. So I, I definitely feel like uh, Brody in and of himself has been way, like in just the, the six months that he's been in AEW, he's been way better presented than anywhere else. Um, <laughs> because he's Not been, even close. Because he's been presented. And he's been able to do shit on his own. He's been able to do his own shit. And it's been very entertaining. Especially the BTE stuff. Because um, he's good. Right. He's so good. Right. It goes to show, and I don't want to use this word, how they wasted him in the <laughs> WWE. Because, I'm sorry, he is... They immediately put him in a position of faction leader mm-hmm. and not a small faction either a very large prominent faction in aw yep and not only has he done well he's not fucking every opportunity dude you, you completely broke up there <laughs> oh i said he knocked the ball out of the park at every single opportunity yeah like he's i since debuting there's been a couple things that he's done that were iffy but other than that everything's been great right um i had something but I lost it. Continue. Oh, I'll fun over Brody Lee for a little, little longer. Keep I think he's that. fantastic. I think he's he's a champ. I think he could have been a champ in the dub. I think the biggest thing that held him back is that he couldn't do a southern accent. And that's, yeah, that's the most really fucking thing stupid. I can imagine. That's really fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had said that they were going to push him, and Vince wanted him to do a southern accent, and he couldn't. You know why? He's from Rochester, New York. Right. And <laughs> it's Vince not part of his repertoire he, to do that. Vince thinks if you look like that, he because he looks like a southerner, he should talk like a southerner. Right. But you you can look like that and be eloquent. I think that actually adds to it if you look like a dude that just brawls, but then you speak like a dude that is not a brawler. Well, I, I think, think that is a lovely pairing. They were trying to do that for a second because they were doing backstage skits where they were talking about. Um, it was just stuff that was on the network, but like he had just finished a match and he walked through this through the curtain and he was just like talking about like philosophers and like uh like highly thought like high thought books and shit like that. 
it, it, but they they just fucking didn't. Yeah, I I'm glad they're pushing him. Um, one more thing I think we should mention before you know we get off of AEW. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the world title tournament. Oh yeah, I loves me a good tournament. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna throw a swerve. I everybody thinks the finals is gonna be Hangman Kenny. I disagree. I think Hangman Kenny is either your first round match or your second round match. There's no way that's the final. No. They because it's too predictable. They don't like to do predictable. So who do you think is going to be the final then? I think Kenny's going to win. Okay. I think they need to push him. And I think him, he may not even face Hangman actually. But I don't know how they're going to book it. But I think Kenny's going to win. And then on the other side, I don't want to predict predict my other side because there's two more people. Yeah. They've They've only introduced six out of the eight. And I think oh, okay. one of them might be a debut. Um, so I am going to retain my other champion until we see the bracket. Okay. But I think Kenny, the way that they've been like angling him towards, we're gonna push him back to like the cleaner mm. and like that main event, best bout machine type of guy. Right. He's got to win this, and I think he might win the title after. Yeah, I bet you're not wrong on that one. Because they've never in their history had a non-WWE or a guy that's never been in WWE win the title. Right. Which I don't give a rat's ass about because they're not in WWE now. So they're not a WWE guy. Right. And, and Kenny, like Kenny's way too good to be doing what he's doing, where he's at. Not to, not to be saying, not to like to downplay where he's at right now, but Kenny is definitely like his style, how good of a wrestler he is and how he gives, how good he is on promos. He's definitely a main event guy, but they I understand why they didn't put him there initially. It's because they needed to build up the rest of the roster before they could let some of the guys that they knew were going to be big, that they knew were they were going to be putting in the spots, they had to build up the rest of the roster before they could put them there. Yeah, because you can't just have – because if they had just come in and been like, okay, Kenny's a huge name and he's obviously the top guy going in. Obviously, when they announced Kenny was the top guy. Yeah. You can't just put the belt on him and then put the belt on the Bucks because, and then put the belt on Cody or put a belt on Cody because then everybody's going to piss and moan. Oh, they're the EVPs. So it's just like WCW. They a hundred percent did the right thing by throwing him in the tag division and having him do that for a while and put on baller tag matches. Yep. It, it, It worked. They're making good decisions like, up and down. They've made bad decisions, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But their good decisions far outweigh the bad. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Who do you think is going to be? Boy. Um, I think... I think Hangman's not going to win it until... Double or nothing next year. I think it's going to go... You think he'll take it off Kenny, then? Because yes. we both agree we think Kenny's about to win the belt. Yep. That would be awful. What if they could keep them from touching until that match? Yeah. And they could they don't have them meet in this tournament. They don't lock up until that would be such a great story. Because Hangman lost his opportunity at double or nothing. Yep. And now he's got his second one two years later against his former tag partner who he didn't want to break up with. God, that had 
if that's not what they're angling to, they should watch the podcast and change their mind. <laughs> that's a great fucking idea. Send that shit to fucking Tony Khan's. Like, hey, we're just a bunch of schmuck, couple schmucks on the internet, but we think we got a good idea. Do you think we do? Yeah. Here you go. I think that uh, that that would be really good, though. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think Kenny's gonna win. I think. I don't think they're well. Did they announce the brackets or anything yet? Not as far as I'm aware, because we still have two competitors left. I haven't seen any brackets so far. Okay. Is it going to be like a one-night ordeal, or is it going to be over the course of a couple weeks? I do not know. I feel like it would be smart to pick a dynamite, any random dynamite, and have it be a tournament over the course of one night. Have it have it be a a redo of the Deadly Games. Could you do seven matches on a two-hour card? Seven tournament-quality matches? Mm, well, let's see. You could do it all in one night with the exception of the final. Yeah, and then have the final be somewhere else. So six matches. So let's say you get 20-minute time limit on the matches times six matches. That's two hours. Yeah, and not every match is going to go to a 20-minute time limit. Yep. So... Yeah, I'm real excited because, like I said, I love tournaments. Yep. Uh, the one thing I want to see AEW do, um, Hayden Potcutter just yep. said they should do a silent fan poll for who will win the tournament and make it happen. That would be a good idea. And yep. honestly, with AEW, it wouldn't surprise me if they did something like that because they yep. are very fan friendly. Just put put the poll out on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube because they've got you know all, they're they're all over social media everywhere. Just be like, hey, we're putting out a poll. Who would you like to see win the tournament? And then they don't post the results. Yep. I also would like to see the one thing I think AEW needs to do, and I won't say they need to do anything other than this, I want a G1 style tournament. Oh, yeah. A good round robin tournament. Yep. And, and because you could build from, you could do that for an entire build from like double or nothing to all out or whatever the next one is. Mm-hmm. That whole time in between could just be your g1 style tournament right and they have enough dudes on the roster they could put together pretty good g1 especially if you open it up the new japan guys and roh guys and triple h triple a guys you get maybe one or two guys yeah bring in triple h if they could get (laughs) triple h i'd be okay with him winning because that's the only way he would ever agree yep no i'm 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 solid on that no thank you yeah no i was joking yeah if um, Triple H ever goes to AEW, it's a hundred percent because AEW won the war. Yeah, and I don't think that's gonna happen. Not that they're not gonna win, but I don't think WWE will ever go under. They have too much money. Yeah. Um. So, which which match are we gonna be doing next week? I feel like we've we've padded out our audience or we padded out our time frame enough, given the fact that the match was only the match that we watched it was only fifteen minutes. So are we going to be doing um, Mankind Triple H to Hell in a Cell next week? Or are we doing something yep, else? On Tuesday, I have planned. Unless you wanted to take a break off, I'll leave it up to you right now. Um, the other match I have prepared is JBL Cena. You know what? Let's um, let's split it up a little bit. Let, let the last match breathe a little bit. Um, Hayden asks, when's the next AEW, when is the AEW tournament? It's going to be coming up. What is it? Does it start next week or does it start the week afterwards? I, they have it. 
announce everybody, and I don't think they've announced a tournament date. But when I find out, I can keep you updated. Updated. Will we be live streaming during it? I mean, we can. Potentially, yeah. I wouldn't be against it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's a one night tournament and not if it's oh, yeah. over multiple dynamites, probably not. But if it's a one night tournament, I could totally see us see us seeing that as a big enough event to do a live stream for. Yeah, I would be down. And- um. Yeah, next week. I, I think we could let the um, to to make it not inter- inherently evident that we're big old Mick Foley marks. Um, we can we, are. we we can let the, that match breathe uh, for a week, and then we can do JBL John Cena this coming Tuesday. Okay, that's fine with me because that is also a very bloody match for Mootober. Oh yeah. So what are we doing? What's the next Muta match? Have we discovered that one or figured out what we're doing there yet? Um unofficially no um but i figured the way we would uh do it out is do a gaijin match and then uh a japanese match and then a gaijin match and a japanese match okay. um so i'm thinking the next one is going to be uh yeah muda flair muda uh, and nita okay i think it's going to be the next one i'm good with that so, uh, the great Muda versus the great Nita, or Onita, as some people know him, and an exploding death, or an exploding barbed wire death match. Yes. Um, God, that's going to be, that's going to be fucking something to see live, or to see. They, yeah. An exploding barbed wire death match. I have nothing else to say. Uh, to, to the credit of the match, it didn't say the words death match, I can't say the words exploding barbed wire without deathmatch at the end because that's just not right, man. Yeah. Um, well, I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and call it for tonight. Thank you, Hayden, for coming out. Thank you for chatting with us. We love seeing you here. Um, we will see you guys. Uh, are we going to do a stream Sunday? Uh, something's going to happen gaming-wise. I don't think there's any pay-per-views or anything. Um, one or both of us will be playing some kind of video game. Okay. Well, we will see everybody who came out. We will see anybody who wants to come in. We will be back on Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. It all depends on what we're going to be doing at the time. Um, But we will see you then. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for checking us out on YouTube. Thank you for checking us out on all of our audio-only podcasts. Thank you for likes, subscribes, anywhere you want to follow us. Thank you for checking us out on Facebook, Twitter, wherever we're at. Um, We greatly appreciate it. Wherever we're at. We're, we're, we're lots of we're lots of places and not a lot of people know it <laughs> anyway all right yeah thanks for coming out guys we'll see you guys next time bye everybody bye